Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Bride chillers, groom chillers, welcome to the show. Today, well, I'm going to say today is a show that's going to be informative. It's not all good news, but there's good happy endings. And I'm delighted to welcome one of my favorite regular guests. Well, she hasn't been on for a little while, but she's still a regular in my mind. Nova from newbride.com. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Alicia. Thank you for having me back. Oh my gosh, you are always welcome. And look, as I was saying in the intro, today's show is all about, well, people that have had some problems with vendors, specifically dresses. And uh, it's not always, well, I think knowledge is power. I know that's a bit cliched, but it's being informed, knowing what to look for when it comes to people that are going to do good by you. And I wanted to bring you on because you've got a story to, to kick off the episode about your cousin, uh, I am like mortified, but also I wanted to share this. So kick it off, Miss New Bride. What what happened? <laughs> well, I'm mortified too. One that she ended up getting herself in this situation and not turning to New Bride, and the other that this situation occurred. So her wedding is this month. So four weeks away from her wedding, everything was going smoothly. She decided to have something made bespoke. She wanted something that nobody else would be wearing. And more importantly, she wanted a bespoke experience and a dress that fits her gorgeous curves. The dress was a disaster in a nutshell. What had happened as a person who owns a studio posed as being a bespoke designer. No part of that person was a designer. They were obviously using images that my cousin gave them for inspiration of the, the ideas of the dress she wanted. Um, at no point was she able to look at any materials to pick the materials she wanted. At no point did she have a calico fit in, which is, it comes with the territory when you're having a bespoke dress made. And it turns out uh, these people posing as designers had a dress made in China. Um, the oh, dress, no. it didn't fit. It was a yellowy cream cream colour instead of ivory. Um, there was no structure. There was no bone. It was just a disaster. It was amateur. It was it was what you would expect paying for a three hundred pound dress in China. The difference was my cousin spent three thousand pounds on a dress he thought was going to be bespoke. And as with the majority of of girls and guys who are going through this process, you don't know until you know. And this this business was recommended. And I think this is where it's not as straightforward as. as as you would imagine, they were recommended by a colleague of hers who made their dress and they were very happy with the dress that, that they had made. So she thought, right, it's been recommended. Let's support a local business. I want a, I want a bespoke dress. It must be legit. And she had a very, very different experience. It's interesting you say let's support a local business because later in the show, um, we're going to hear from my cousin. This is just so coincidental. Belinda. <laughs> I know. Come on. But look, I mean, but they both had the same uh, ethos, the same spirit of saying, I want to purchase something from a bespoke designer. I want to support a smaller enterprise. I don't want to go to one of these big, huge, you know, sausage factory dresses, dressmakers. And they both got ripped off or both got let down. So tell me about the the process of, you know, like she said, she vetoed this company through someone else. So they'd obviously in some way, bizarro circumstances, created a dress that was legit 
on some level for someone. Mm-hmm. Do you think that came through the China manufacturers as well? Yeah, I believe that. That it, I believe that it did. And I and I think I think there might be uh, there may have been a difference with expectations in terms of quality, in terms of what my cousin wanted designed. Um, it may have been that the factory they used in China was a different one for one car. I have no idea how, how that production sure. works. But nevertheless, there was a huge discrepancy with quality. And regardless of whether or not they are leg- a legit company, if you're, a, if you're a couture designer, there would never be such a huge discrepancy with the quality of, of garment that you're producing. Um, and that in itself raises alarm bells. And I, I think that's what essentially threw her. It's the fact that they did come by recommendation and, 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 you know, she's been completely, she's, she's, she's spent three thousand pounds on a dress that is not wearable, uh, and is now, um, less than four weeks before a wedding day with no dress. I'm so sad for her and I'm so sad that her wedding has now been partially marred by this awful experience and to have that I just think when you're taken advantage of in that way especially when and I you know I'm saying this through you I'm sure she's a very smart savvy businesswoman and unfortunately we've all been conned out of something in some way whether it's a a big experience or a small experience where you're kicking yourself later does she does she sort of say I did she ever have any feelings that they were off or were they playing the game all in hindsight and in retrospect, unfortunately, she sort of said there were, there were alarm bells throughout, but she kept reassuring herself that this was mm. the norm. Her colleague had been through it, had a, you know, she saw the dress that her colleague wore and it looked, it looked as you would expect a wedding dress to wear. So she thought maybe this is the norm. So she kept reassuring herself that what was going on was okay when actually alarm bells were ringing quite early on so from from the point at which she she wasn't able to choose fabrics from the point at which they were pinning on lace um to give her an idea of how they were going to sew it on um the fact that the dress had no boning and no structure my my cousin and she will openly share this is been blessed with gorgeous big boobs so she needs a dress Good with structure. <laughs> yeah great she needs a dress the dress had no it had no structure, no boning. Um, what happened was after the disaster, I, I took her into London to well-known and um, credible designers. We were showing them some of the images of the dress that was made, and they said it's, they were just appalled and disgusted that that people in the industry is still able to do things like this to people and um, possibly get away with it. So where is she now with her dress situation and, and also pursuing these people? Is she going to be able to get any of the money back? And we've been trying to get into the studio and meet with the um, designer. Well, I call the designer, use that term. We're literally. doing air quotes, designer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so far it's not. We've not been lucky uh, to come up with a date that works or, or things have been cancelled. You know, there's been lots of avoidance. So um, we're pursuing, but whether or not anything will come of it, I, I, I don't know at this stage, but um, we're certainly pursuing. And what's she going to do for a dress then? What, where is she at with, with what to wear in four weeks' time? Yes, we finally, she found a dress uh, about a week and a half ago. So trying to find a version of what this dress in her mind looked like off the peg. Um, and, and that's really hard. And that's, that's another thing we've, we've found really difficult. She is curvy. She's not what you, she's not what the bridal industry 
would um, deem as a standard size. Trying to find a sample dress to fit her because obviously we don't have we don't have time to have one mm. now. We don't have the benefit of time, so it needs to be off the peg. And and we, we walked into boutiques and so many of them didn't even have a dress she could put on her body. And so that was that wasn't great either. She ended up feeling completely inadequate and like she needed to go on a liquid diet four weeks before her wedding so she could fit into an off the peg dress. So well, that's a, that's one of those situations, and I think we don't again. I haven't talked about this enough and I know you and I whenever we get together we do really good I think really good episodes about confidence and body image and that's something that the wedding industry unfortunately we can't well we can control it by saying hey guys pick up your game but the idea that when you do go and try on a wedding dress and if you're not that stick figure you know twiggy sized chick it can be really hard when to feel good about yourself when you've been put in these sample dresses and then again in your cousin's situation of going well I want to buy it right now well then very few dress shops support anyone that isn't a size two so this is something we would love to see being changed I would too, and actually, the, you know, I, I, I'm one of these stick thing people, so I at least I can get the dress on. It might be ginormous, but I, at least I can get into it. Uh, you know, to have to hold the dress up in front of your body and imagine what it might look like, it's just, I, I find it completely unacceptable and demoralising. So that I've kind of gone on another tangent, but nevertheless, it added a barrier to finding a dress. Um, and But she has found something now, and, and she's really happy. And... Um, by the time she walks down the aisle in a few weeks' time and, and she marries her beloved, I'm sure all of this will be a distant memory. But no Yes, and I think that's a really good point to make all these um, issues. And, and, and I really want to reiterate, today's show is not about being a Debbie Downer. I think it's more about informing yourself about situations that you may possibly, very minute possibility that you might find yourself in but also that you know shit will be cleared you will move on and the day will be awesome no matter what you you end up wearing or doing and I always said to Rich I could have got married in a paper bag and been happy with what you know our wedding day but of course the dress is or the outfit or the tutu or the pantsuit or whatever you want to wear is such a huge part of the day so you you do want to make sure you 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 feel and look your best and when people aren't on your team that you think are on your team, it sucks. Yeah, it it sucks, but um, it's it's certainly been a learning curve for her, and also for me being within the industry and seeing it from her perspective. Yeah, well, it's good. I'm I'm happy you came on Nova to share. Well, I'm just happy to talk with you, to be honest. But to share this story, and um, again, I, I think it's you brought up some really good points. That you've got to trust your instinct. If something feels a little off, don't be afraid to check out references. Ask them for previous clients that might be willing to give some feedback, and also, uh, you know, question, question, question. And if you think it's dodgy, walk away, and don't be putting down massive amounts of money without seeing things that's the one thing that's the one thing and the one tip um that unfortunately my cousin didn't have before was they requested the full balance before they'd even delivered the dress that is unheard of with a credible designer they will never ask for the full the balance in full before um giving you the finished item nova newbride.com is where we will find you with all your beautiful uh well just advice gorgeous images your happy, lovely, uh, well, vibes that you put out there. I always love having you on the show. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing this story. I think it's really valuable that people uh, learn about this sort of stuff. And I'm happy you get to go to a wedding in two weeks. 
Yay, I love a wedding. Yay, <laughs> she's good at going to a wedding. <laughs> I would never get bored of them, never. No, and it's really good work experience for you. Uh, until <laughs> next time, my lovely friend, uh, we will talk with you soon. Lovely. Thanks for having me, Alicia. Some very good advice from the lovely Nova from New Bride there and uh, it's good to hear that her cousin had a great resolve, a shame about not getting the money back but also I suppose that's not the big thing in the end but very disappointing that there are people out there who run their businesses in that sort of way. Now I have two more stories for you, quite different stories but also similar in a theme. Lovely Kate who you'll be hearing in an upcoming episode and Belinda, my cousin, who you heard a few weeks ago, have both had experiences with dress retailers uh, that haven't necessarily been super positive. Now, Kate, as you will hear in a moment, had a bit of a dress drama when it came to having her dress altered, and it didn't really go the way she had hoped it would. Okay, so um, I bought my dress um, about nine months before the wedding. Um, and when I went into the dress store, as you do, you get so caught up in the emotion of what's going on around you and everybody crying, um, in front of you. And you're like, Oh, this must be the dress. This is awesome. Um, but the dress wasn't fitted to my body. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'm just not sure about this slip. So essentially I had, um, like a mocha champagne kind of slip and then a lace over the top of that. And so it was two pieces. Um, and the slip was just, we, I bought the dress and she said to me, look, once you get it all fitted, it'll, um, it'll look exactly the way you want it to look. So I bought it, I put the deposit on, which was 50%. And then about two or three weeks later, I was like, yeah, I'm just not sure about that slip. I'm sure there's something going wrong there. I just, I'm not sure. So we went back into the store and the lady said, look, I can cancel your slip because somebody came in yesterday and ordered the exact same slip, but you have to choose a different one. And um, so she, I said to her, tell me which slip works the best for this lace. So she pulled a slip and it was very similar, just a slightly different colour. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's going to do because like, I don't know what a thing about wedding dresses. So if you say it's going to work once it's fitted, let's do it. Um, so anyway, I got the slip, went to alterations um, about 12 weeks before the wedding and um, told her how I wanted it to look and that I was you know, I had all these visions in my head, which uh, when I purchased the dress, I was told that that's fine, it can happen. So um, she started doing the alterations and I went back in four weeks time and put the dress on and I was just like, yeah, this seems to be getting worse. Then went back in another four weeks and she'd done more changes and it was just, it just kept getting worse. And I was like this, I'm sure it's not my imagination of what I look like in this dress because I've, I've dealt a lot with um, body image issues with myself and with clients and um, I've kind of got myself into a healthy mind mindset now of where I can look at myself and accept and like and love what I look like. But at this particular time, I, was, I just burst out crying and it's, four, it's three weeks before the wedding um, and I, I walked in and I said, just love the dress because once you've got your hair and makeup done, and you're on the day, it's going to look beautiful anyway. So just love your dress. And I put it on and I was just like, I just bawled out, bawled my eyes out. And I said, I can't wear this. It, the, um, the slip, what had happened is it 
it essentially was so thick and so like no stretch in the fabric that when they had altered it, it had started to kind of, um, I guess, bubble at the seams and oh. the seams were like, it was just, it, it was just horrific. It was like a car crash and you, you could wear that by itself, but you couldn't wear it under a fine lace um, overlay and, I just I took the dress home and I whenever I put it on I just broke out in this sweat and would start crying and my girlfriend came over and she said what don't you like about it and I said like apart from the fact that it doesn't fit um, I can't like the slip has just been attacked it's been like butchered I guess um, and the lace just couldn't sit over the top of it because it was clumpy and it was dropping at the hips and I had to pull it up and pull it down all the time so. Um, she said, right, well, just let's go to Maya or something and buy a, a cheap little slip to put underneath, like just an elastic one. Um, so we, I called up my girlfriend who's just started her wedding dress design company and, and she said, you're not going to find what you're looking for and not in three weeks. So she said um, she'd make me one. And essentially I went to her place and we created this slip which she said to me when she looked at the um, original slip, she said, it's almost, um, it, it's just so bad that that dress shop could have the audacity to sell that slip with that lace. It just was never going to work. And it was like two different dresses put together. Um, so essentially that's the gist of it. Um, she made my dress five days before my wedding. Um, wow. And I put it on the day before I got married to try it. And it fitted, thank goodness. Can we, I mean, look, this is, and I and I remember you emailed me and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel really like in need of helping you because you were sort of in a bit of a panic. This is before that, you know, your friend came up with the goods. And I just want to ask you, when you first put it on you and you cried in the dress shop, what did the dress, per, dress shop person say? What were their reaction to this? Because this to me is like basic customer service where, if someone reacts that way, I would really, this is me, I don't run a dress shop, I run a wedding podcast, but my gut says you should be going out of your way to help someone fix a problem. And they clearly didn't do that. So how did that all happen? Um, so the final time that I went in there, they pretty much said, oh, look, I don't think it's the dress. I think it's it's your your body and yourself in the dress. Oh, um, okay. So I was like, good well, way to make people yeah, feel good. Yeah, thanks for making me feel so amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> essentially, essentially, she kind of said, look, there's nothing wrong with the dress. So um, I, I said to her, and my mum is very opinionated, so I um, sort of shy away from drama and mum kind of took over for me, which was um, I was very thankful for. And she said, look, it doesn't fit. Um, the seams are busting here. Can you fix this and fix that? And they just sort of said, well, um, every time we open it and close it and every time you change your mind, it's just going to make it worse. And I said, but we're not changing our mind. I just want my dress to fit. And mm. um, if we're going to you as, you know, the topic of what we're doing is dress fitting. So make it fit, essentially. It's basic. It's pretty basic when you're purchasing something, especially a wedding dress. And I really think that you... Obviously, you had no idea that this was going to happen when you purchased the dress, and it's really hard to see something. I mean, tailoring is so specific. I I don't have an eye for going. Oh, this person's a good good you know tailor or dressmaker. But this is like 
exactly what you're signing up for, for them to do what you ask. And I don't think you're being diva-ish. You just want the dress to fit. It's really basic stuff. My bridesmaid um, came over and she looked at it and she said, like, I'm not going to lie to you, but you can't wear that. It's just not going to work. I can't even really explain what was wrong with it other than it did not fit. Um, It had creases all over it. It was like a satin sort of fabric, um, but really thick with no give. And it was uneven at the hips. One side was like bulging and the other side was like causing creases in my leg. It was just horrible. And I I kind of expected um, a little bit better customer service than a discount and goodbye. So they offered you a discount and then they were like, see you later, guys, see you. Yeah, they gave us, I think, 20% off, just sort of said, there's the door, so. Well, that's shit. And look, I want to name and shame them, but also I don't even want them to have any publicity at all. So I'm disappointed for you, Kate, but I'm also delighted that your friend came to the rescue and got you out of a jam because a lot of people don't have friends that are running dressmaking dressmaking businesses. So I suppose that was hugely lucky on your part very lucky yeah very lucky yeah I think you know it's it's a lot of vendors need to step up and make sure that they're looking after people because you're not going to be able to run a business if this is how you treat people hey it all worked out in the end so I'm not going to complain Oh, I love her Australian optimism. You'll be hearing more from Bride Chiller Kate uh, in the coming months. She is coming on the show to talk about her wedding planning in our Bride Chiller Graduate series. Loving doing those. If you are a Bride Chiller Graduate, send me a voicemail and we can either hook up and do an interview or you can send me a longer voicemail and I can just put that to air and have a chat. I've had a couple of beauties coming through recently and they are fabulous and I can't wait to use them on the show. Now, to finish off the episode, I am going to uh, play you a bit of an interview I did in the same time that you would have heard recently. I did a Bride Chiller episode with Belinda, my cousin, talking about her and her fiancé Luke's destination wedding in Hawaii. We had such a good time recording this episode and you'll be hearing more about their wedding and actually hearing from their wedding in November when we are over there. But Belinda's pretty laid back, as you will hear, and pretty chilled out. And I think when you hear this story, a lot of people will be losing their shit, going, what, what are these people's problems? But I love, again, being maybe it's an Aussie, maybe it's just Belinda, she's very cool, uh, not going too crazy with the consequences of this this story. But I think you're going to get a lot from it. I was entertained and enraged at the same time. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> an issue. I have. Yeah, I've had an issue that I'm, I mean, I'm just laughing about it. But for most, I think it would be one that you'd cry about. Yeah, I mean, when I got the message saying the issue that you'd had, I felt I went through a range of emotions that I can't even imagine you've been through a range of emotions, but I got really fucking angry. (laughs) So let's rewind. What was the problem? Because this episode of the podcast is all about when things go wrong, how you fix them. And this is one I think is particularly annoying because it's shitty customer service. Yeah, and and I think the whole thing is is that I still don't have a solution, but that's not panicking me. So bright chiller, total bright chiller. Just gonna say that. Yeah. So I I don't call myself high maintenance. I don't think I am. Completely not. I hope that I'm not. Um, but this wedding dress thing has kind of stumped me because I I just don't like a lot of wedding dresses, and I'm not a picky dresser, and I don't wear certain brands or like wear certain types of clothing I feel like I actually probably dress 
uh, shop, sorry, pretty easily. But the wedding dress things kind of stumped me because when I was looking through photos, none of them have screamed at me and none of them have made me want to try them on. Um, and so I, and I've watched that show say yes to the dress. Oh yeah. I, you know, I like to laugh at that, but that kind of got me a bit nervous because it made me not want to go through that process and I think that's there's probably something wrong with me <laughs> no, there's not. in that respect because I yeah I think it is a beautiful experience when all your mom and your family and everyone's there but for me it just wasn't something that I wanted to rush out and do so long story short I went on Etsy and then I ended up finding this beautiful online store and what I really liked about it as well is that I like supporting small businesses as much as I can. Um, I think that's my Australian in me because living in America, I mean, obviously there's small businesses, but there's a lot more chains in America. Yeah. Not just in clothing stores, but across everything. the board. Everything. Yeah. So I wanted to support a small business and these dresses I found were just stunning. They were just so unique and it was made, um, all of them were made using this vintage lace fabric, which meant that not one dress will be the same as another and so I was like great and there's just something about it it just pulled me straight in so I'm fortunate enough that I work for an airline so I live in Chicago and I can um, fly pretty easily so I got grabbed a friend and I was like let's go out and look at this dress in person I could have just ordered on online and you know maybe I should have just done that who knows but you know we made a girls weekend out of it so I contacted the seller and emailed her and it's it's actually a really nice story and I can still talk to it being a nice story that she started making these dresses as a hobby and it's kind of not got out of control but it's it's boomed more than what she anticipated and so now she has two people working for her doing these wedding dresses and her husband does the customer service so he does all the emails and whatnot she doesn't have a shop because this is just been a hobby thing so she she said yes come to my home I do some home appointments but obviously most of her business is done online Uh fine great organized the girls weekend we had a great time it really was and it wasn't all about going to this dress we made other things around the trip anyway so we went to the house tried on a few and there was one that I put on and I was like this is it and I didn't cry it wasn't like the tv shows but I was like this is it and I skyped in my mum from Australia just because you know it's great to have family there and unfortunately my mum couldn't be there but it was also great to have a friend there who isn't in my bridal party either so she just and I and I knew that she would be really honest with me and say yay or nay she would she would tell me if I kind of got caught up in the moment I think so I tried on one I really felt good about it and I was like this is it let's lock it in and so I wanted to make some slight changes to the design but the dress wasn't completed anyway so the lady was like great happy to do these wrote down what the changes would be and she said you know in order to take it off the market today just give me a deposit and then we'll fix the rest up because I said you know I she said I can do the alterations and mail it to you and I thought you know because I I can luckily I can jump on a plane pretty easily I was like I'll come back out and try it on just knowing because I've had things altered before and going back when the alterations are made I feel like is key because I thought probably there might be another thing that me you know needed to be tweaked plus it was a good excuse to go to LA I hear you so she said great let me know when you come back put the deposit down today it's off the market 
And how much did you pay for the deposit? I paid uh, $100. Fine. The dress was $500, which is another thing about this. And again, I'm not on a strict budget, but I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars on something I'm going to wear for seven, eight hours. But that's another, that's a whole other story. And there was never any mention of you must pay in full today. Because if that was the case, I had the money, I would have paid. But it was like, I just need the deposit. Great, we paid it. She's like, you know, I'll need probably a month to do this just because of other um, projects. But email me when you'll come back out and we'll make sure the dress is done. You can pay, pound me beforehand if you want, or you can pay when you come back to pick up the dress. So this all seems so far legit. You're doing a transaction. It all seems like it's going to go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. She specifically said, I'll take it off the market. So... To me, that means it's off the market. And I think you probably all know where this is going. Um, Fast forward a few weeks later, I talked to my girlfriend. I was like, you know, I'm thinking about going back out in June. She was like, I want to come just because she wanted another trip too. She was (laughs) like, I want to come. Let's do because there were still some little wineries and stuff. In, there's drinking to be had. Yeah, there's still some things we wanted to get done in in, um, like the LA area. So anyway, emailed and said the day I'm thinking about coming back if you need me to pay beforehand or if there's anything else you need for me let me know and then they wrote back and said this is a day later wrote back and said oh we've sold your dress to someone else okay what (laughs) yeah and at first I laughed I thought oh maybe this is a joke um (laughs) or maybe they've emailed the wrong person um but they said, we didn't hear from you. We've sold the dress to someone else because we thought you weren't interested. What about the money you paid as a deposit? To take it off the market. Uh, what about about the fact I went into her house, which not many people do because she's an online business. And you've flown across the country. Flown across the country. We spent an hour with her. I thought we had a good connection. Um, and what about the email I sent following up saying, thank you so much for having me in your home today when I have my dates for June I'll let you know here and, and I feel like I kind of went that extra step that I provided the photos that my friend took of the dress for her records to show you know just so she can see it on me again when she's doing the alterations sure so it's not like I never contacted them and I said you know I'll let you know when I have my date solidified for coming back. And I knew it was going to be in June and July. I just wasn't sure when it was going to be. Can I just say, knowing you and also knowing how, you know, you're very organised, I'm sure everyone listening now would be hearing how you have been extremely polite but also saying, here's what I'm going to do, let's just put this in writing. So from your point of view, you've gone out of your way to say, this is what I'm going to be doing, here's your deposit, I shall return at this stage, here's some photographs. So I think from a consumer point of view, you've done everything you physically could have done to make this work. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that I I sent them an email and they responded to that afterwards. So they know that I followed up after I visited but this bullshit of like we hadn't heard from you in what three or four weeks that meant that they went and sold the dress that was off the market that I paid a deposit for I talked to my boss about it who's male for the record and uh, he was like just give them a call so this this was all of course while I was at work so (laughs) gave him a call and he was like oh yeah I guess and this is the husband who's doing the customer service and I give everyone a benefit of a doubt because it's a small business and 
I don't think that they've done this before and it's probably an unexpected thing and they don't really probably have any background in customer service but I think it's very basic customer service. Oh, it's pretty basic shit. When you, you sell something to someone, they buy it, transaction is done. And I think when there is a lot of discussion about, so you're not going to sell it, it's and they use the phrase, it's off the market. Off the market. I don't know what else you can physically do. And when you also have offered to pay for it in full and they're like, no, 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 yeah. you've done your bit. Yeah, so I had a conversation with the... Uh, husband and he basically was like I I guess it was a miscommunication oh but it wasn't a miscommunication and you know I've talked to a few people about this and everyone has their own theory on it and was it that someone just came and they had it there and tried it on and they asked for more money for the dress and you know they were like oh well if you give me a hundred more we'll give it to you or Why were they letting them try? Sorry to interrupt you. No. We've discussed this because I hadn't heard the full story. I only got it in email form from you. And I said, let's talk when we're together. And my initial theory, I know Rich sort of said as well, going, I bet someone came in and tried it and they up the price yeah. and they've just gone fuck great we'll take the money but also to go I don't know why they were trying the dress on when you had purchased it I think that was a little yeah. shady of them and it's and it's off the market <laughs> keep saying that because that's what they said to me yeah, yeah so there's a few theories and you know if they did think that I wasn't interested hypothetically and if someone else came along where's that customer service to call me you have my phone number send me an email you have my email address and say someone else is interested do you still want it do you still want it like even though you've paid the deposit and it's off the market um yeah basic abc of customer service i talk a lot about trusting vendors and having a good relationship and my big point of this discussion and putting it to air is it's the idea that if you want to run a business and be a part of this uh you know, wedding planning world and vendor world, then you have got big competition and you're up against people that do the right thing and do customer service right. Now, saying this, this could be their one big mistake and it's just a shame that you are the cousin of someone that runs a wedding planning podcast and this will go out to thousands of people. And I'm not doing this to damage their business or be vindictive in any way. It's more to say, if you're dealing with smaller suppliers, then smaller suppliers also need to step up and act like they are doing the correct thing and that is looking after the the customers they've got because if you don't look after them you're not going to build and if you're not going to be able to cope with it then you need to maybe stay small until you do and and for me it was like I now I feel a bit stupid but I kind of had more trust for them because they were a small business and I thought that because they're small they would have my back more than I mean I never ever thought that they would sell a dress that is off the market um, but, yeah, I just have this – I think it's one of those l- good learning lessons that just because they are small and you think that they're looking for business and they want to take care of their customers, that you can trust them. And, yeah, you you probably can trust this company. Uh, it might just be a wrong place, wrong time thing, but it was just a good kind of wake-up call for me, but the, I shouldn't automatically assume that everyone's got my back. Yeah, and that's a shame because I think especially when you're planning a wedding, this is a sort of one-off, maybe two-off situation where you are hoping that the people that are helping you and you are paying them to help you will be just doing a really good job because it's that sort of occasion, but not always the case. So my instinct when you first sent me the message was to go, okay, can they solve 
what's the solution? What have they offered you? Yeah, and it's funny because then straight away he was like, but don't worry, we can make you another dress. And I was like, yeah, you can, but why? Why would I give you money to make another dress that you can probably sell behind my back to someone else? Yeah. (laughs) But why? You've broken my trust and I don't want to give you any more money. Like, no. And... Yes, they can make me another dress. And yes, it would be just as beautiful. But it's the principle now that you've, you've screwed me over. And I, I, I'm not going to come running back. And I think that's also the tainted thing to say, whether if you went back and purchased another dress from them, it will never have that nice warm feeling that it did when you first uh, did it. I'm a real, like you've said in our last episode, you're a big uh, user of Yelp and reviews. And I think a lot of companies trade off good reviews and to have good feedback and listen to their customers. And I also agree in not celebrating bad customer service by going back and giving them another, not saying not giving another chance, but also to go, why would you give them cash? I think you're right. Yeah. And I'm, and just for the record, I am all about second chances, but I then kind of sat back and I was like, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And that's what I put it down to. And I was like pissed. I'm not going to lie. Like I was, I think I was just more shocked than anything. But the next day I was kind of like, well, got to move on. Yep. (laughs) And I think I've surprised people in that aspect because people are like, well, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to slam them on this and that. And I just can't be bothered. They're not worth worth my time. I mean, yes, we're talking about them now. (laughs) Sure, but I prompted you to do this. Yeah. You weren't saying, let's quick, let's record a podcast about it. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's just tell the story because I think it's good yeah. for people to learn if you're using smaller suppliers. I, I am the biggest advocate of saying get someone on board that's not a big, huge, multinational company, get to know your suppliers. But unfortunately, occasionally people let other people down, but you have the power to take your money elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And you just have to see these things as signs. I mean, for me, it's just a sign that it's not meant to be. And of course, the next day I jumped online, started looking at dresses. And then I was like, I've got six months. I have so much time. I'll look next month or the month after. I love it. I'm not going to stress about it. It's a dress. Something will come together somehow, but it won't be from that (laughs) that place. (laughs) learn your lessons be better to your clients be better to your customers respect people and then don't piss people off who have a microphone (laughs) and and for people that are getting married i think it's just you've got to be flexible and you've got to uh know that probably sometime along the way your trust will be broken and something will go wrong and you just got to move on yeah don't get bridezilla but get bridechiller and also it's just a big party life actually the day after the wedding is pretty awesome because you get to go on and do other things totally and I know this this is what I keep reminding myself it's just a dress and I don't want to be that girl that's like oh my dress my dress my dress my dress so yeah it sucks but I'll get a better one damn straight you will yeah and I'll keep you updated bride chillers and groom chillers of any of uh, Belinda and Luke's dramas yeah I mean it's just it's part of it And already we're laughing about it, so it's a good story now. It's a great story, and it's been entertaining, and I know people would have learned, they would have laughed, and probably going to Google that shop right now, so good luck to them. (laughs) (laughs) We wish them well. Just be better to your people. Yeah, I do wish them well. They're a small business. I wish them well, but just get the basics down, and don't be an asshole. Yeah, and I think uh, when things go wrong, be apologetic, make sure that you help people out. 
the end. Thanks, Belinda. You're welcome. There it is. Three stories of woe, all with sort of good endings. I can't wait to see what dress Belinda actually does find. I haven't had an update on that recently, so I shall head to the Facebook and check. And uh, if you have a story similar to this or a tip or some sort of good solution or if you need help, please get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com. That is T-H-E, bridechiller.com. Leave me a message. Leave me a voice message. If you are having trouble with the company, get in touch. I've got good connections. I'm not going to say I'm going to solve your problems, but I can certainly point you in the right direction if that is humanly possible. Again, just to reiterate, if someone feels dodgy, if you get a weird feeling, don't hand over all your money. Step back. Do some Googling. It don't, it's not offensive if you ask for testimonials, if you ask to see samples of fabric, previous work. It's just really important that you trust your gut with this and also take some time. The dress will be there tomorrow. If it's not, it's not the right one. If you're feeling at all pressured or you feel that these people are dodgy that you're dealing with, step away, walk away. There will be another vendor that will look after you and not rip you off. I'm not saying that every all these situations are perfect and easily solved, but it is important that you look after yourself and uh, you go into situations being knowledgeable and mindful of the contractual obligations and also where you stand as a consumer. You've got to look after yourself and your money. Until next episode of the Bride Chiller podcast, I thank you so much for listening and I hope that you are having a prosperous and positive wedding planning experience. And I really look forward to speaking with you again on Thursday's episode of the show. Until then, I hope you are purchasing t-shirts, totes, caps, whichever you prefer to support the show. If you want to make a donation, you can also do that at thebridechiller.com. Happy days.